0: This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2.
1: Exam season is just around the corner for Year 12 students about to sit their trials. And with so much up in the air, we're joined by Katie Jones from Rock Solid Study to help us navigate exam prep and online learning. Good morning, Katie. Hi, Sam. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Online learning is a a very strange setup and (laughs) a different scenario to a classroom. But I imagine that kids sitting in front of screens all day stuck inside in their rooms how can they how can students best avoid burnout
0: stress there was a really good quote about stress and it it is not something that I made up but when I heard it I was like oh this is so perfect and it was that stress is not having much too much to do it's not knowing how we're going to get it all done Mm. and I think when students are you know having to be more independent and you know, depending on how school structure I know some schools are very much still like following the school day and everything is like very much um, in line with that. But other students, they're maybe, you know, kind of being thrown a whole lot of tasks and it's like, hey, go complete these and they need to be a lot more independent. So I think a lot around, I don't love the term time management. I know it's a big skill that, you know, a lot of parents want their, their teenagers to get better at, but I like to call it outcome scheduling. I think we need to know what is it we're going to get done in this time like what will I have accomplished at the end and how much time am I going to give myself and school and class times kind of do that for students when they're in the classroom I think it can be a lot more challenging for students to be able to manage that for themselves so having those skills in place is a big one and breaking down those larger tasks really being able to break things down step by step for themselves and again thinking okay What do I need to do in order to achieve this? How much time am I going to allow myself? And then scheduling in, like, what is this focused study time? And it really does, of course, need to be focused. We need to get rid of the phone. We need to not be checking, you know, even those things that feel a little bit productive sometimes, like, um, oh, I'm just going to check my email because there might be something helpful there. (laughs) We all do it. Um, So there's a lot of those temptations, I think, as well, when we're at home. Um, And then, yeah, like, Giving that focus time and then taking that break and actually stepping, you know, away from the desk or wherever it is that they've set themselves up to study.
1: For those listening who are parenting procrastinators, is there any <laughs> advice you can offer? And then maybe explain more what a procrastinator is?
0: Yes. Perfect. I love this question. Because We procrastinate or find it hard to get motivated when, number one, we don't know what it is we really need to do. So, you know, we're given a task or we're given an outline or even just, you know, revision for an exam. Like, do we know exactly what we need to revise? And then it's the how are we going to do it? So, first of all, do we know exactly what we have to do for this task? And then secondly, do we know how to do it? So it might be I know I need to write an essay. But do they really have the skills to be able to chunk down that essay, know how to get quotes, how to integrate them, whatever it might be? Same with revision. What does that really look like? For a lot of students, you know, it might be reading over notes or rewriting notes. And those aren't the most effective ways to revise and they're very time consuming in terms of you know the payoff that those bring. And then the third one is, is this really going to pay off for me? And if students have ever had that experience previously of working really hard and then coming out with a result that they're a little disappointed in, whatever that might be for them, and that happens continuously most likely because they're missing the application part, those skills of showing like the show, you know, the how do I put this across in the way that meets the criteria and gets me the marks. If they have that happen a few times, like, Eventually, like if we're going to be thinking, well, I'm going to put in all this work and it's not necessarily going to pay off or not going to give me the reward or the result that I want, it's very probable that we're not going to feel very motivated or we're going to procrastinate over doing that thing. So I think those are the three things, the what, the how, and then is this going to pay off? And if we can figure out what is the thing that's keeping them stuck, then we can start to you know, pull that apart and figure out how to get over that hurdle.
1: Something that I think we uh, we would all love to know as parents, but especially as students, is uh, ways mm. of being able to study smarter and not harder. Can you give us some hacks for that? Surely you got some.
0: <laughs> yes, I, well, I do have plenty, <laughs> but I think I, what I would start off with saying is, I actually like I still use it because everyone resonates with it because it sounds fantastic. The study smart, not smarter, phrase. Everyone's like, "Yeah, brilliant! Like that would be great," but. I think it can be quite frustrating for students to hear that because we go, gosh, come on, you just need to study smarter, not harder. They're like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) But they need the how. Like, how do I do that? I want some really tangible skills and strategies to be able to do that. So one of the ones, like I mentioned earlier, would absolutely be about chunking down and breaking down each task into smaller parts and knowing what do I need to do and how am I going to do each part of it? And then giving themselves focused time on a particular task. It's almost like that sort of Pomodoro technique where they give themselves a chunk of time, no distractions, and then you get your break. But then I would say like there's really, really specific, um, slightly more nitty gritty ones. Like I, one of the biggest skills I love teaching students is about command words. Now, all different states call them all different things. I think in New South Wales, they call them directives. Um, and those are those what we call cognitive verbs, so getting to grips with, what does it mean if it says describe? What does it mean if it says analyze? What do you have to do if you have to evaluate in an essay? Like those are the things that I think – is the main reason why students lose out on marks Mm. all of the information they written that they wrote could have been absolutely correct but it isn't meeting the criteria because it isn't specifically answering the question so that's one of the biggest skills i love to train students in is getting to grips with command words what is it asking you to do like for example do students really know the difference between explain and analyze and i think really acknowledging, you know, do I really know how to tackle those? And if not, then taking the steps to be able to figure that out or get the training is a huge, makes a huge difference for students. It can like change grades, like by one, even two grades. I've seen students move just by figuring that out without necessarily having to go and spend hours and hours slaving over textbooks and learning more subject content.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good advice. Uh, Finally, before I let you go, Katie, I'm keen to know, uh, Year 12 students, it's, it's not an easy year, um, mm. and students often put a lot of pressure on themselves. Mm. Is there anything that parents can say or do to help teens put everything in perspective?
0: Yes, I think, I think it's about finding that balance and finding that line between... We, you know, we absolutely want to remind them that, hey, look, there are so many pathways into whatever career or whatever next step it is they want to take these days. Like we're so fortunate that it used to just sort of be you need to have these grades and this is the degree course you do or whatever it is. And today there is there are so many different avenues. And, you know, students, you know, we all like we change our mind. Like I didn't go into teaching straight away. We change our mind and there's lots of ways to get into different things, which is just fantastic. So absolutely, the results from the grades are not the be all and end all. But I think the thing, you know, I think where we do want students to experience the grades that they are after and achieve the goals that they've set for themselves is because we want them to have that feeling of success and the confidence and the self-belief that that builds in them, which is so, you know, so valuable for whatever they're going to do on the next step of their life. So it's also about not... Like dampening that drive, you know, there's I think it's very deflating for students when you know, especially those high achievers or the ones that are aspiring for those top marks and top grades, is they kind of go, Oh, but like, I, you know, how do I get those top few marks? And these sort of say, Look, hey, you've already done well, like, you don't necessarily need to put yourself under that pressure. That's not really what they want to hear. They actually mm-hmm. do want to be given the support or the skills or the strategies or the know how to be able to go for that and really give it their best. So I think it's about trying to find that balance of supporting them and we can give them the emotional support and the practical support, but also helping you know, see where they can where they are maybe missing a couple of pieces of their particular sort of study puzzle that will help give them the results that they want and that they're after so that they feel like they also, you know, if it, it's not going to be a disaster if things don't go to plan, but also you really have had the opportunity to show the very best of
1: yourself. Mm. Katie Jones from rocksolidstudy.com. So helpful this morning uh, to be able to hear this (laughs) and hopefully really inspiring those who are navigating a pretty tricky time with online learning. So thank you so much.
0: Yes, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.